How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I am here with two returning guests. We have Russ and Dave back again for another episode. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Back at it. <laughs> yeah. And today, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about why you are winning the battles in the gym. You're just getting in there and you're dominating, but you're losing the war in the kitchen and why meal prepping or just dieting in general is such an important thing. So let's go ahead and get into it. I mean, the, the meal prepping, like you, you talked about, is so uh, important. Uh, preparation, I think in life in general, preparation is key to success. What's that old saying? If you fail to prepare, then you prepare to fail. Yeah. So same thing applies to food. Um, you know, me personally, my routine is on Sunday, I set aside a couple hours and do some meal prepping. Um, cook my proteins for uh, the beginning of the week. Usually Monday through Wednesday, I'll have some protein ready, uh, whether that's uh, barbecue chicken. I love cooking over the oat grill. Makes everything taste really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like when he comes and drops it over at my house, <laughs> too. Every once in yeah, a while. he's a good friend, man. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped cooking in the oven a long time ago. Oh, it's all on the grill now. So good. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, the little the variety is through the flavoring, the seasonings that you can do. So, you know, my, my meals stay pretty consistent. But, again, how I cook it, how I prepare it, how I season it um, are the variety that I add in there. But that consistency um, built it into my schedule. Um, if something's coming up on that weekend and then um, I'm not able to meal prep, something just doesn't feel right uh, in my routine. So I'll have to adapt. And usually we'll do, a, uh, my wife will help out on Mondays and we'll do something else that we can do um, inside the oven or something easier. Yeah. Um, but the main thing is being prepared uh, each and every week and setting aside time for it. It's so important. If you're going to set aside time for the gym, um, you, you have to set aside time for a little bit of preparation uh, when it comes to food. It's so, so important. Yeah. I like that thought. I remember reading years ago, and I looked it up recently too, there were students from Harvard, and they did a little five-year study of those that graduated, and 80% of them that uh, scheduled out their daily plan were successful, where the other 20 didn't necessarily reach where their goals, where they wanted to go. So it's the same concept with eating, with the gym, you know, keeping track, having a plan for that week, you know, what you're going to eat, when you're going to grocery shop, because it takes time. Uh, like Russ, I'm thankful for my wife. She does it on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, she, she keeps me nice and healthy, and, and her recipes are always changing. Even when I'm, I'm changing my diets or I need more fats or I need protein, she's, she's right there with me with it. So I, you know, I'm thankful that she can cook. Awesome. <laughs> the the uh, hand in hand with the preparation, like you mentioned, is uh, the groceries. Yeah, you, it starts at the grocery store. Yeah, uh, light clockwork every Wednesday. Yeah, you know you can find me at the grocery store, <laughs> Costco, <I'm>, Costco. <laughs> oh yeah, I frequent Costco. Often. You know you you it starts with getting good foods in the house, and then once you have it there, take the initiative to prep it. Um, the other thing is. Don't bring bad foods into your house to tempt you. Yeah. Like anybody else, if I have some snacks or junk food in the house, 
my willpower uh, goes way down. Especially yeah. I'll wake up at midnight sure. like a hungry bear scrimmaging <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah. And, you know, next thing you know, you wake up in the morning and you see, you know, crumbs and wrappers. I'm like, what did I do last night? I killed the diet. That's yeah. so true. And, and to be on page with your, your spouse too is big because we would buy, you know, like you talked about that hungry bear. We're like, let's buy the bag of Oreos and put it in the back of the shelf, you yeah. know? But we're both sneaking in there. So we decided <laughs> to buy the, the little boxes every once in a while. It just has the egg, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you have to mentally prepare because, you know, there's when it comes to those cookies. Yeah, my going down. the same. She likes that tub of cookies from Trader Joe's. They're like really tiny mini ones. Next thing you know, you've eaten a handful. But she's gotten pretty good at hiding them from me. So it's my food <laughs> that she has food hidden throughout. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but... Yeah, when when a person is going to the gym and they're just dominating, they're seeing gains on the bar, they're seeing progress in, in maybe their cardiovascular system, mm-hmm. but they're standing on the scale and week after week that trend is either flatline or it's going up. And what I mean by trend to just give like a rough explanation is when you collect a, a certain amount of metadata, so weeks or days or you know maybe a couple months worth of, of weight on the scale and then you're able to see or is is it going down even though it's going to fluctuate up and down every time is that trend in a downward descent i think that uh just going along with that thought that you know every individual is a little different but you think from the time we were kids uh, you get a good uh, report on your uh, report card let's go get some ice cream yeah Uh, let's go get some cookies let's so you seem to, you think you're rewarded, which is great. Your parents do that. They reward you with that. But then as an adult, you know, whether, let's go back to square one. If you're not working out, hard week at work. We got a lot of hard workers out there, moms and dads that are just running. End of the week, Friday, payday. I deserve, you deserve a good meal. You know, yeah. so it's an emotional thing. Then you go into the gym. You take it to the next level. You're working out, working out hard, killing the workouts, maybe two a days even. Into the whether it's into that workout, into that week, I put some good time in the gym. I re, I need to reward myself. Well, what are you rewarding yourself with? So that's just a couple different trends you see, but you can see where it where it starts from. Yeah. The the thing too that I encourage ones is don't just get too obsessed with the scale. Yeah. It's just one marker. Um, percentage of body fat is another indicator. Um, measurements where you, you know, you measure, you know, your arms, chest, uh, hips, waist, legs, keep track of that. And then there's nothing like a good old fashioned picture, you know, have it on your phone, uh, you know, so that you can compare your progress. The scale is just one indicator. Don't get too hung up on it. Uh, we do want to see it, you know, go down over time, but there's so much, uh, outside influences that can fluctuate the number on the scale whether that's a little bit of water retention, uh, if you've had like a, a lot of sodium or a little bit more carbs, your body's going to retain the water. It's going to attach to those carbs. So you might see the scale fluctuate a little bit. Um, so not getting too discouraged by that, but thinking long-term, you know, weeks or months down the line, are you going in the right direction overall? Um, and then there's a lot of non-scale victories. Um, mm-hmm. How's your energy levels? How are you sleeping? 
How's your skin? Um, how do you how do you look? You know, those type of things are you know non-scale victories that you can see progress in, that you can keep track of, so that you can be like, you know what? Maybe the scale didn't move too much, but I'm seeing a lot of positive improvements in other areas, so that you can keep you going, keep you motivated. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that one right there. And I, you know, sometimes clients they ask, "Well, I'm not losing weight," you know, and here they're working out for a month or two months, and I, I could see where they're frustrated, you know. But I, I saw a quote and I posted the other day, you know, your body's not Amazon Prime. It's not gonna, <laughs> not gonna happen in two days. It's not gonna happen. I wish it, it could, you know. Um, but a, another thing that's coming up too, I see a little trend that people at times they they starve themselves. They think work hard, starve themselves. But yeah, uh, what happens is they start wrecking their metabolism. So your body doesn't know that you're working out. Your body doesn't know when you're going to feed it or what you're going to feed it. So it holds on to whatever you're taking in that day. So if you do that over a long period of time, you're really wrecking your metabolism. So then it's got to get to a point where you're eating a little bit more. And that's really, really hard for people to have that concept like, I need to eat more to lose. Yeah. But there's that point your body is burning so much and it's holding on to so much. So there's this big picture that goes with, with weight loss. Yeah. There's that emotional side too. Uh, when it comes to stress uh, in the body, you're going to release cortisol. Mm -hmm. um, and the one way that we reduce cortisol is through carbs. So it's kind of like a vicious cycle. You've had a very stressful day, very stressful week. Your body is uh, releasing cortisol. And so it starts craving these carbs. And sometimes we reach for, you know, the, the quick carbs, uh, you know, that's going to bring that down. And then it starts that vicious cycle. And, yeah. and so then you, you have something that you probably you're like, man, I shouldn't have ate that. Or, you know, I was just on a whim. I had, you know, some sweets or snacks that I, I really wouldn't have normally. And then you start beating yourself up afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's all about finding a good outlet for stress. Um, so much of it is um, mental that you have to, you know, try to have things that improve not only physically, but then you have to have a, a mental uh, release. I like to meditate, uh, you know, myself personally, it helps to relax me. And there's apps out there. Um, one that I use, um, I, it doesn't come off the top of my head right now, but there's an app that kind of a self-guided meditation. And it's not like a spiritual one, but it's more just um, breathing is that's what oh, you're focusing okay. in on and it, and it helps to reduce stress and it helps you to kind of get focused for the day. Yeah. Um, and so I encourage clients, you know what, that aspect, don't neglect that aspect of things too, that mental, emotional thing. You got to be just as strong there as physically. And it's the whole, the whole body, again, the holistic approach towards things. Um, you can't neglect one. Yeah, I think the two, you know, I suggest sugar and flour. Watch your intake on that. Try to take it out as slowly, you know, slowly because you don't want to have those withdrawals that we talked about. But those two things, you figure if you dump them down a gas tank of a car, what's it going to do to your car? Well, yeah. you're doing that to your body. So you got to keep your motor running. That's your digestive system. So your digestive system, too, has a big part to play. You got to clean that out because whether you're eating those things, high protein, you know, your motor is running hard so we got to make sure you stay cleaned out keep the bloat down you know it you can do it simply with just some peppermint tea you know we do the uh, apple cider vinegar but you got to pick your pick your poison so to speak when it comes to taking yeah. care of your digestive system yeah and the withdrawals for sure i know that 
in my own experience with, with fast food and being on the fast food diet, not saying that that's a, a healthy way to go, but when I got off of it and got into living a healthier lifestyle, there were those withdrawals. There were those, just those afternoon hunger cravings that, that would come out of nowhere, just feeling like, like a ravenous feeling like I can just tear through, you know, a McDonald's, just give me all the even numbers kind of thing. So, <laughs> but it, it took like maybe about a week or two weeks, just cold Turkey, no, no fast food at all in order for that to go away. But there's still like those phantom cravings that come sure. in from time to time. Yeah. And it took a, <clears throat> excuse me. It took a while for my wife to really understand how how much of an addiction food can be for some people, though I'm not one to to partake in alcohol or any of those other other things out there. Uh, food was it for me. So yeah. it can be that for a lot of other people, I feel, as well. For sure. One of the first things that we recommend is fill out a food log. When you're first getting started, we want to see it on papers. And not only is it uh, accountability because your trainer is going to look at it, but in also knowing if you're going to write it down, you're going to think twice about if you're going to have it or not. Then you're going to see, are, are you missing maybe more meals than you anticipated? Are you having more reward or cheat meals than you really think you are? Um, and then your overall calorie intake for a day, is it um, high or low? How much protein are you getting? So uh, a lot of it starts with some logging. You don't have to do that forever, but that's a, a good place to start is log your food and then start making healthy substitutions in. Um, don't want to go absolutely 100% cold turkey, hardcore bodybuilder diet, Yeah, but make small substitutions that you can live with each week. Um, and usually recommend, hey, start with portion sizes. You know, maybe you're not having the healthiest meal right now. You're instead of four enchiladas, have two enchiladas. Yeah. <laughs> start there. Yeah. Uh, smaller portions of the normal foods you have. And then start thinking not so much what can I uh, take away, but what can I add? Let's add some veggies in there. Let's yeah. make sure you're getting enough uh, protein, especially as a woman, a protein in, in your diet um, throughout the day. Start thinking of adding more water in. Sometimes the body, if it's dehydrated, can confuse it with you know, being hungry. Oh, yeah. Make sure you have enough water. Um, make sure you're getting enough hours of sleep because your cravings will be way out of control if you're not getting enough sleep. kind of goes back to that stress, stress hormones. Um, so adding things in that are healthy substitutions to what you're current doing is, uh, is another good place to start. I like the thought about sleeping and, you know, logging. We encourage ones I, I do. Now there's a, there's a few different apps out there, but I use like the lose it app. It seems to be real okay. user friendly. Yeah. I, I use it periodically, but you do get to a point where you, you understand what you're eating. But when you visually see your macros, your carbs, your fats, and your proteins, and, and lots of times clients are like, whoa, I didn't realize I ate that much, yeah. you know, it really puts it into perspective. So I, whether you're a client of ours or, or someone that's looking for or a diet of some sort, that would be the first avenue to go. Um, I think the sleep too on the iPhones, you know, they track your sleep, you know, so yeah. do it. Try to get those seven hours of sleep. Because it resets your hormones and uh, just sleeping in general, you're able to think clearer, have better workouts, you know, better life quality. Uh, so those are the two first things right there. You got to get in control of your diet, 
and perspective on your sleep too. Yeah, the app that I use is uh, My Fitness Pal, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's sort of the same. There's a community of people who have either input foods via their barcode, so you know the macronutrients. Yeah. And last time you and I had spoke, Russ, you had said you eat when the time is available to eat. Mm-hmm. And for myself, I found that I can't really have too long a stint in between a meal. So I have to have smaller meals more frequently. So every three hours or every two and a half, yeah. it's like I need like a small snack. And that sort of sustains me throughout the day. Yeah. But when I, I notice if I were to go a really long period, like if I'm taking a trip out of town, I've got to pack some snacks. Otherwise... I'm just going to be in that hunger mode and what's quick will drive through. Sure. So in order to prevent making mistakes on my end, uh, that was one of the things that I found was successful for me. Totally. Um, you know, make sure it fits your lifestyle. There's so many eating plans out there or styles of uh, eating. Make sure it fits your lifestyle and then foods that you enjoy. Don't force yourself to eat foods that you don't like. Um, if you don't like spinach, broccoli, then don't eat them. Find veggies that you do like. Stick with them. Prepare them in a healthy way. Season them however you want. That tastes great. Um, my favorite is having uh, salsa uh, on everything. My wife makes <laughs> Cheerios, whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't see those pictures on Instagram. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> well, just going along with that thought, though, there are so many different diets out there. You got to pick your lifestyle. You also pick one and stick with it. See what it does to your body for 90 days. Yeah. Uh, people have asked, what do you do for you, Dave? Well, I'm doing fasting, juicing, keto. You know, how are you going to explain that to yeah. someone unless they've done it? So you got to, you know, stick to one, see what, how your body responds. We'll take it from there. It's evolutionary too, because yeah. when you mentioned being on those diets, for somebody starting out to then jump in the ring with Ali, so to speak, it's kind of difficult. But when they start on the path, and like Russ was saying, okay, I'm going to change one or two things. We'll start with just portion sizes. And then next thing they know, well, now they're juicing. Yeah. And now they're looking into, well, what is mm-hmm. keto? Well, keto is just modifying a few of the things that I'm already eating. Now I'm doing keto. So it's yeah. it's an evolutionary thing. I don't think that people out there should should feel that they necessarily have to jump right into to any like, certain yeah. diet. Yeah. You, I mean, we talk about social networking and, and IG a lot. And you know, yeah, these people are following this diet, that diet, and they look great. They look, you know, but that that's 15. not Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it took a while for them to get there. They don't necessarily say that all the time what they've done to get to that point so you know you got to really just be realistic with it and it may be a certain food that works for me Mm -hmm. or my body might not work for the next person maybe they they don't feel good on while they're eating it Mm -hmm. so you have to figure out what type of foods interact well with you your energy levels um, how do you feel after you, you know, have a certain food? So yeah. that takes a while to learn your body, learn, you know, what you respond well to. You know, I had a great workout. What did I have before that? You know, yeah. so things like that, it takes time to learn. Oh, yeah. And I think your body goes in cycles, too. We, we talk because we work out uh, together throughout the weeks and for a long time now. And, and we go through these ups and downs where every three to four weeks, you're like, okay, this is a low week. No matter what you're eating or what you're doing. Your energy is just not there. Yeah. And as we get older, we've seen how we've changed our, our workouts to adapt, uh, to have quality. But diet, man, diet. If the workouts are 
dropping, make sure your diet is going up as far as efficiency or vice versa. And at some point you'll get on the same page, but just patience, patience is key. Consistent, yeah. yep. consistent over time. Make sure you give yourself enough time to see the results. Um, it, and it takes time. You don't want to program hop around too much because then that could be discouraging because you just don't feel like you're looking for that magic pill, but it's just not there. Consistency. And it's is, scary too when you change a diet up and you gain anywhere from five to 10 pounds. I've had that happen. I'm like, oh man. But now I'm at a point where I know that I can drop it back down. Yeah. It's just about getting comfortable with exploring, exploring. Okay, this is going to make me. Even though I had a great meal last night, you know, the staples, the next day I'll weigh a little more sometimes. It just, that's the way the scale works in your body. So, yeah, you know, it's very scary for, for guys that, like myself, I've always felt like the chubby guy since I was a little kid. So to gain any weight on the scale, you know, it just destroy your mind sometimes. But now oh, yeah. you got to get real comfortable with that. It's okay. It's okay to gain a couple pounds or drop a couple pounds. But what worked? And that's where the logging comes into place. It's so empowering to know if I want to gain weight, this is what I got to do. If I want to maintain, then I'm going to do this. If I want to lose, you you know, having that knowledge, um, having the ability to do that is so empowering. I think uh, recently over the last six months, uh, fitness wise, my wife has kind of taken the next step where she really feels empowered to, um, you know, she has from time to time. Uh, her glass of wine. She loves, uh, you know, a cocktail, but she knows if she's going to have it, then she's going to make sure that her calories in other areas are not excessive. We're kind of a, if it fits your macro kind of thing. In a way, yes, but the quality of her foods is still really high. Yeah. So um, we don't try to have like, you know, 1500 calories of bad foods if it just fits your macros but yeah. we're going to get the quality in those calories and if we know we're going to go with friends and we're going to have you know a drink then by all means you make sure that your other calories are not excessive yeah uh, so just it's a very empowering to be able to say you know what I can go out and enjoy myself I can be in social events be around friends still have a good time, but not be overly stressed about my calories or jumping on the scale the next day. Oh yeah, uh, it, it, It's a good feeling. And that takes a little bit of time and getting to know your body and uh, self-discipline along the way, you know, not having anything in excess. Because that's definitely a whole nother topic in itself, drinking your calories. But, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> Liquid calories. But I do want uh, the listeners out there to get to know where they can find you guys. Where can they find you on your social medias? Yeah, uh, Griffin Fitness underscore SM is uh, our business account here. My personal account is uh, El Jefe Leon and then also De Leon Training at Gmail. Um, uh, I also have, uh, you know, my, my phone number. You can text me, get a hold of me anyway um, for questions. I don't mind if people just want to, um, you know, bounce a few things off of me. I'll respond back to you. Um, I love, you know, sharing fitness with people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very similar. I got the, the IG account at D Mesa training, M-E-Z-A training. Um, and a lot of people have reached out, just DM'd questions or, uh, whether it's my phone number and they text, I think that's great. And for, uh, we do free, con I do free consultations. So just come in and get measured, check out the place. You know, sometimes that's the first step, uh, just seeing the place. So, uh, come on in, make your appointment, uh, reach out to me with any questions, uh, We'll get together on that. So that's that's the way to do it.
Nice. And boot camps, anything like that? What do you guys have going on in the local area right now? I think uh, we just kicked off a boot camp today. It was uh, our first for the summer run. Uh, this time of year, everyone's busy. We got we live in a beautiful place, so yeah. um, it's nice to get together once a month on a Saturday, get a good group of 10 to 12 people in here. We keep it kind of small uh, just so we can uh, watch people's forms, be quality. Quality is the key here, so uh, we just keep it nice and, and nice and tight. So we do uh, <laughs> a 7 o'clock class, and sometimes we'll throw 8 in there if we get a, a nice response. It just depends on our schedule, but that's going on this summer. Great way to start the weekend off, exactly. you know, get yeah. the day started off on the right tone. Um, sets, sets a tone for your weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's going to be a good summer. I feel like you're on the coast. Everybody's <laughs> pumped for it. So nice. Well, I want to thank you guys again for being on the podcast and I want to thank the listeners out there for taking the time to listen. You made it this far on the cast. Be sure to check me out on my Instagram. It is at Ramon underscore Campamore. That is C-A-M-P-O-A-M-O-R. You can send me any DMs with questions you guys might have or any topic suggestions for our returning guests and the next time that we get to sit down with them. And again, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you.